Hi guys, welcome to Jesse's Place Podcast Season 3. This is still a safe space where I, your resident realtor, discuss business tips, mom life, healing, empowerment, and everything in between. I'm not just your resident real estate agent, I'm here to provide you with resources and ideas to help you level up in every area of your life. And of course, I'm from Brooklyn, East New York, and if you know, you know. Now let's get into it. Hi guys, welcome back to an all new episode of Jesse's Place Podcast. I'm so happy that you guys are tuning in and I'm excited to talk about today's topic. Today, we're going to get right into it. I'm going to do a a few quick shout outs and then we're going to get right into talking about questions that you need to be asking your real estate agent, whether you are buying or selling a home. I've been through the process myself um, as a home buyer. And I am an active licensed real estate agent in New Jersey. Woo <laughs> um, And when I was going through the process, I was pretty quiet and I would be in front of my real estate agent and not have the nerve to ask certain questions that in hindsight, as an active real estate agent now, I realize are really important, not only as a home buyer, but as a home seller. Um, it's really important to understand the process instead of guessing as you go. You don't want to be doing all that, all right? You want to know what you are getting yourself into because for most people like myself, this is the biggest purchase um, that you are ever going to make or this is probably going to be the biggest sell of an item that you own that you're ever going to sell, okay? So before we get into it, I want to give a quick shout out to my audience demographic, I am going to be shouting out today. I got Germany on the check-in, United Kingdom, Dominican Republic, Japan, Netherlands, Canada, Australia, United Arab Emirates, Honduras, Egypt, Poland, New Zealand, South Korea, Denmark, Kenya, Singapore, Iran, South Africa, Israel, Spain, Republic of Moldova, Uzbekistan, India, Nigeria, Switzerland, and Qatar. I hope I said say all those um, names correctly. If I messed it up, sorry, I apologize. <laughs> With my Western ask, accent, my New York accent, um, I apologize if I messed that up. But anyway, and also everybody in the United States, obviously, whoop, whoop, shout out to you guys for always tuning in on the check-in every single week, sending me your questions and thoughts and everything. So that's why today's episode is 21 Questions. And they're all about us. (laughs) They're all about us buying and selling homes. So one question that really stood out to me when I was in the process of purchasing a home was, I didn't ask this question, which in hindsight, I should have asked. The first question was, what are the schools like? So I have two small children. I have two girls, two small kids who at that point, I actually didn't have two at the point when I moved into my home. I only had one child, but I, I did. I was planning anyway to have other children, but I didn't ask how the schools were because I automatically assumed that they were better than where I was coming from. And fortunately for me, they were, but I didn't have the verbiage to ask about how were the schools. So if you have children, ask about the schools. Um, Second, what's the nightlife like? Is there a nightlife? Am I allowed to have parties? What are my neighbors like? Um, I'm from New York and it's pretty busy in Brooklyn all the time, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 
New York is lit. It's on 24-7. Where I live in the suburbs, it's pretty darn quiet. And you never really know, like, am I going to get in trouble for playing the radio first thing in the morning? Um, I'm one of those, like, real Spanish people that wake up early in the morning on Saturdays and get to cleaning, drinking my coffee, blasting my merengue, blasting my bachata, my salsa, my old school reggae. Um, and it's a pretty normal thing for me to open up all my doors, get all the dust out and things like that. So I think that you should know the type of neighborhood that you're in, because if you're like me, that you like to have a boombox stereo playing early in the morning, um, you might want to know like what type of fines or um, noise ordinances there are in the area that you're living in. So second question, what's it like at night, morning? Like, what should I be aware of? Because you don't want to move in somewhere and then your neighbor is constantly calling about noise ordinances um, where you live, right? So find out if, if, and if the third question would be, um, is it quiet here? If you're someone who relishes the quiet, maybe you have a work um, situation where you need to be up early or you work in the middle of the night and you need to be gone by a certain time and you know, you need to sleep. So if you relish quiet, then you should be asking, um, is this a relatively, you know, quiet neighborhood? Um, this, this is really, this conversation is mostly about living in homes. Um, not really so much in condos and co-ops because when you live in condos and co-ops and you live apartment next to apartment, like the railroad style apartments where everything's kind of like connected to each other, which is common, which is normal. Um, you're going to have to deal with some type of noise. Obviously you want there to be some type of mutual respect of people, you know, being able to keep noise down to a certain level, but let's face it. You can't control what other people's work and sleep schedules are. So you're, when you're living in an apartment, condo style apartment and everything like that, you're going to be dealing with some type of noise. So we're talking mostly about when you're moving into a home, townhome, you have a little bit more control over, you know, what you're going to be hearing next to you, right? Especially because if your home is not attached, um, if your home is semi-attached, like some homes are attached or some homes are like, you know, row houses where they're all completely attached. You want to know what your neighbors are like in general. So you want to be asking, um, you know, what's it like at night? What's it like in the daytime? Is this a fairly quiet? Is this a party neighborhood? Is this a, like, you know, what is the atmosphere? Also, you want to know what type of parks and recreation. Um, you want to know, like, if you're into hiking, if you're into camping, if you're into um, wildlife, if you're, if, if those things mean something to you, you want to know if the neighborhood that you're moving into can offer that because who wants to go and pay to live somewhere? A lot of people purchase homes to have access, right? To have amenities. So you want to know where your parks and recreations are. If that's something that is, is of interest to you. Some people don't care about that. Some people just want to roll down the street and go to their nearest cafe. So make sure that you're asking, um, what the amenities are that you um, are, that are important to you. Next up, you want to ask, how soon is the seller going to move after I purchased their home? I did not ask this question. I just automatically assumed my naive self. I automatically assumed that the person that I was purchasing their home from, that they would just move out. But that's it. That, you know, they pack up their things and they'd leave. 
That is not the case, especially in my situation. A lot of times sellers need time to move. And in one of our recent episodes, we talk about how having a lease back option is important if your seller is not moving right away and how that could benefit you. Um, I did not understand that that was a benefit in the purchase of my home. I mean, in the, and when I was purchasing the home that I own, um, but in hindsight, I, I realized that that was a really good option for me because my seller could not leave right away. Um, they were having a home built, being built elsewhere, and it would not be ready in time um, before the closing of the home, before we signed our final documents at closing. So ask when and how soon after closing can the seller leave? Okay. Next question. What is the motivation behind the seller moving? Um, maybe you haven't done inspection yet. Maybe, um, you know, you haven't done any walkthroughs or anything. You want to know, like, you know, did, did, did something happen to the integrity of the property? Um, are they just downsizing? It's good to know so that you can make a more educated guess about what the intentions are for selling. Maybe they're moving to another state. Um, maybe they don't like the neighborhood for some reason. You want to know those things. You want to know, um, you know, if it's, you know, a crime ridden area, you want to ask, Hey, why are they leaving? If you know, sometimes the real, the realtor does not know um, exactly, especially if they're not the listing agent, why the seller is selling, but you know, they could always find out if there's something really going on that you, that is of importance to you that you have to know. Um, um, and then that leads me to the next question. What is the area like, uh, you know, that I'm looking at this home in? you know, is it, um, is there a lot of crime? Is there a police station nearby? Is there a fire station nearby? Am I going to be hearing fireworks, um, being heard? Do they, you know, do they have, um, um, do they race cars nearby? Like you want to know what the neighborhood is like so that you know what you're getting yourself into. It'll help you make an educated guess about whether or not it's something that you want to deal with. I have no problem with noise. Um, some people do. Some people want to live somewhere where it's completely quiet. Fortunately for me, where I live, is it, it is extremely quiet and I have the benefit of that. Um, also, you want to ask, you know, what are going to be the costs? Let's say the house is, you know, 1,800, 2,000 square foot. What are going to be the costs to, you know, maintain the home? You know, is there central AC? Like, what is it going to cost to 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 be able to, you know, pay my monthly bills? So, you know, you should ask, like, oh, what is the the roundabout? And usually, it's kind of listed, you know, in, in the in the area where they have like um, the water tanks and everything. You can get an idea for like what the average, and that's usually public knowledge anyway. You know, you'd find out how much water is and how much the lights are and, and things like that. How much does it cost um, to, to run the home, right? Um, next question is going to be, how long, you know, how long have the people who own this house been here? Um, you want to know, um, it'll, it'll, because that's going to determine how popular the property is. So if the person has been living there for 30 years, 20 years, you know that they've 
they love the area, right? They love the neighborhood. It's a good property. People who stay in this forever style type home, usually because it's got a lot of good things. They don't stay somewhere where it's not good. Um, and usually they decide to give up their forever home either to downsize or to retire somewhere else. Um, or maybe, you know, the, the cost of running the property becomes too much after a while. So always ask, you know, um, how long have the owners lived there? You know, um, is this property being sold every two years? Like, why are people constantly selling this property? Is there something that I should know that is going on behind the scenes? Because that's going to help you determine, okay, am I walking into something that I'm, I'm going to have buyer's remorse? Or am I walking into something? Because you'll see that too. Sometimes, okay, let's, all right. So another thing that you want to ask is, you know, like if, if diversity is something that's important to you, you want to ask those kind of questions. Like, you know, is this a diverse neighborhood? Uh, there, you know, a lot of older people, younger people, senior people, like what's the feel of the, of the overall neighborhood? Um, you could do that by doing a walk around that neighborhood. So, you know, you should, you should, you know, go to the local areas and, and take a walk around those areas just to get a feel for what the neighborhood is like. Um, oh, another question. Something that I did I did not ask right away and I found out after I saw the listing of the home. Is there an HOA? A homeowner's association fee. Now, the benefit of having a homeowner's association is that it keeps the property value at, 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 at I mean, at the very minimum cohesive all around. So like the property value doesn't deteriorate because your neighbor next to you is, has a tractor trailer parked on their front lawn. So the HOA serves as a barrier from letting someone else, like letting their house go. So, you know, uh, when you are a part of an HOA, you're responsible for making sure that your lawns are tended to, that the overall outside appearance of the house is kept up to date that the um, fencing, if you have, is of a particular model um, so that everything looks cohesive. And it kind of looks like, um, you ever seen, um, I think I might've mentioned this before, this example before, but have you ever seen the Stepford Wives and how everything kind of, the row houses, like everything looks the same. So it keeps the property value, you know, kind of the same so that you're not losing property value because the person next to you can't take care of their property correctly. Okay, so the HOA acts acts as a medium to that. So you you pay a fee. Um, usually, um, your the the garbage um, upkeep is is included in that. I know that some HOAs they even offer like the actual lawn care, but you're usually responsible for your own lawn care and um, things like that. Okay. Um, another question that you want to ask is: Are there any major defects in the house? that I should know about, right? You want to ask your real estate agent, like, oh, is there anything, like, is there lead? Is there lead-based paint? Like, you know, is there anything, Is you know, the gas, are the gas lines stripped? Um, do you know if there's anything major going on that I should know about before I get someone in here to do an inspection? You know, um, those are things that should be written in the disclosures that you should have immediate access to. You want to know those things. You want to know that when you're walking into purchasing a home, excuse me, that when you're walking into purchasing a home, that you have as much information about the home before you walk in there. Because you can get lost in the idea of the purchase 
and wind up having buyer's remorse because you didn't do your due diligence. You didn't ask all your questions. So it's really important um, to ask if there's anything going on um, with the home. A question that I get asked a lot by um, clients is, um, which I don't think that I should be asked this question. I think this is a question more for your, this is a question for your mortgage loan officer, your mortgage lender. Um, I get asked, how much home can I afford? That's one question. Second one is, um, how much do you think I should put in as my offer? Okay. Um, I do not steer clients on what to put down for an offer. Um, you know, I always tell people, well, what do you want your mortgage to be? Think about that. Run those numbers around in your head. Talk to a, a mortgage loan officer. Talk to your mortgage lender. See how much home you can afford before you start looking. Because we talked about this in, in another podcast episode. You need to be mortgage ready before you start looking for a home. There is just no space anymore to just go looking at houses without being mortgage ready. It's just it's just a waste of time. Just don't do it. Okay, because houses get snatched up so quickly, you need to be in a position that if you see a home, you're mortgage ready, clear to close, good to go, get mortgage ready. So those two questions I get asked a lot. How much home can I afford? And um, what should my offer be? So (laughs) um, you can find out how much home you can afford by talking to a mortgage lender, giving them all your information. You do that privately. And you get to do the fun stuff with your real estate agent by actually looking at the homes that you want to purchase and having your agent be an advocate for you when you find something that you do like and putting in an offer for you. So that question for me, I do not like to get that question, but I understand that people who, you know, purchasing a home for the first time, you know, I think it's a very innocent question, but it's not a question that I can answer. Um, another, another, um, Oh, 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 another question. I need to make sure that I, I put the numbers out because I, I, I numbered these questions, but I kind of went off a little bit. Um, and I always do that with you guys. I always like go to something else before I'm supposed to be going to. Anyway, anyway, don't let me get distracted, okay? Anyway, anyway. So one question that I did not ask when I purchased my home that I think is really important is, do the people who live in the house next door or in the immediate vicinity, like right next door, do they own or do they rent? And this question is important because one, you want, you know, it's, we're in a day and age where we need to know who's around us. We just need to know who's coming in and out of the vicinity. We don't need to know them personally. We don't, right? But you know, you want to be cordial with your neighbors and, and know who's who. And if something is going on with the property, you know who to contact, right? Let's say you need help with something. Let's say you have neighbors from hell who are renters next door. If they're renters, you know what avenue you can go down to remediate that. If they're the owners, you know you have to go down another avenue to, to remediate that. So it's I think it's a good idea to find out whether or not the people next door are renters or owners. And however that's important to you, apply that accordingly. Um... Another question that I think it's important for you to consider is, you know, do you plan on staying in that house forever? So are you looking to get into a home that you can sell for more money after? I think that that's a good conversation to have. Like, you know, 
um, you know, would I be able to sell this home? You know, should I want to? And the answer is always yes. If you have a licensed real estate agent who can advocate for you, hell yeah, we'll sell your home for you. We we relish the opportunity to to not only get you into a home, but to sell the home for you when you're ready. <laughs> okay. So um always have that conversation with your real estate agent. And um uh what as a new real estate agent, I've been licensed for a year. Um, a, a lot of times the question comes up, um, you know, why should I work with you as a real estate agent if you don't have much experience? So, you know, I didn't even think to question my real estate agent, how long they had been in the business. All I knew is that this person was taking me out. They had a good attitude. Um, they seemed to know what they were doing. And I was just happy with that. I was happy with knowing that this person, because I had no, I, I didn't even know what the steps were to close on a house. So um, the, the question that I usually get is, well, you haven't been a real estate agent for that long. Like, you know, um, you know, my friend is a real estate agent. Should I go, you know, work with them? Um, I have life experience uh, being a paralegal by trade, you know, um, working, you know, since I was 17 years old, having a career, um, I have life experience that I apply as being a real estate agent. And not only am I a real estate agent, I'm a homeowner. I know what it takes to run a home. I know what it takes to look for a home. I know what it takes to get out there and really find something that you can call a home. And I know what the process is like as a first time home buyer. And I also know what the process is when it's, when you're thinking about selling. So yes, I might not have 10 years of experience as a real estate agent, but I have 20 plus years career-wise of life experience. And I think that that's what affords me um, to, to go as far as I can go in real estate. So I think a good, that is definitely a good question to ask your real estate agent, like, you know, what their experiences has been like, because there might be some sort of mutual camaraderie that you can develop with them. And once you have that mutual like friendship with them, you it makes it easier for you to ask questions that you feel like you should already know. And I think a lot of the times I did not ask questions because I was a little embarrassed. And, you know, I would feel a little shame that I didn't, you know, I felt like, oh, I should know this already, right? Um, I shouldn't ask, you know, I shouldn't ask them these questions. I should just go to Google and, <laughs> um, you know, ask, you know, ask them, you know, like, ask Google. <laughs> um um, but anyway, so yes. So now if you are selling your house, questions that you should be asking me or any real estate agent, I'm not going to be, it's, it's actually a really long conversation because for a lot of people, like I said before, selling a home is one of the most personal things. And, and for some people there's a, you know, a personal attachment, which is totally understandable, especially if they've been in the home a long time, or if they're getting out of the house over tragedy, there was a tragic loss or something like that. Um, a lot of the questions that you're going to ask a real estate agent is like, you know, um, are you going to be full-time invested in getting this house sold? Especially if you are in a time crunch and you need to have your home sold immediately. You want to know that your real estate agent is going to put in every single effort to make sure that the home gets sold within a certain amount of time. Um, another thing that comes up when when it comes to buying and selling is you want to know if you are going to be sell if you're going to be signing um an exclusive right to sell 
or not, whatever the agreement is. So figure out where you feel most comfortable and make sure you have that conversation and that it's a very transparent conversation. Um, and the next question that I think is pretty common is what is your commission? Um, when it comes to buying and selling, um, I did not know this, but the purchase, when you go to purchase a home, your real estate agent gets, gets paid by the sell of the home. So the seller pays the buyer's commission, the buyer's agent's commission. So we don't get paid until we get you in a home. So we work with you. We show you houses. No one pays for our gas. No one pays for the time spent. We don't get paid until you sign on the data line and you make the purchase of that home. And then the seller is who cuts us, who we get paid through the sell of the home. And then on the flip side, um, when you sell the home, when you're the actual seller's agent, same thing, same thing. If you're a buyer's agent, you don't get paid until you sell the home. So I think a lot of people don't understand that this is a job that you do. This is a career that you have. You have to be extremely motivated that you don't get paid anything until there's a sale. So you, in essence, you are, you know, loyalty amongst clients is a big thing and you want to show that you're invested, but you also want to know that your clients are invested in you as well. So I think having an open dialogue, having questions between the both is extremely important. So in New Jersey, the percentage commission varies, right? I've seen different numbers and in other states, I've seen astronomical numbers, so I think that when it comes to commission, as a buyer, just think about what you want your bottom line to be. If you're sell, if if you're not not as a buyer, I'm sorry. If you're a seller and you want to sell your home and you want to make a certain amount of money, consider that in the in the price of the home that you're selling it for, and then think about what's more important for you. Let's say, for example, that my commission is six percent of the home, or seven percent of the home. Are you more worried about the 6% that I'm splitting with the buyer's agent? Or are you more concerned with the 94% commission, the 94% commission sell of the home that you're going to get, right? So what's more important to you? The fact that you're going to keep 94% or the fact that you have to pay commission 6 or 7%? Think about that. And I think that when you think about all the work, the marketing, you don't pay for your own marketing. You don't. You know, there's so many things that goes into getting a property sold. I think that the commission rates are a little low considering all that gets put into getting a home sold. So, but that's definitely a conversation that you should be having with your real, real estate agent. Um, and then the next question that you should be asking your real estate agent is to show you a comparative market analysis, comparables. So you want to see what's sold within your area that is similar or equal to so that you know that you're getting the best price for your home because that is the trend, right? The market sets the trend and the value of the home. So let's say you purchased your house at, you know, 200,000 two years ago, and then the house across the street from you sold for 350,000. Guess what? Your house is going to sell if it's if it's comparable, if it's similar, if it's similar or better, it's going to sell for 350 or more. 
So you want a real estate agent to show you a comparative market analysis that will show you what your house can sell for at a price that you're that you're comfortable with because everyone wants to get the most for their money and that is there's nothing wrong with that okay and you also want to ask um you know to see a listing agreement you want to see you know you're going to want to review the agreement um and and read everything that it says you know um the listing agreement is going to state all the fees how they're going to be split um the options for your home warranty is going to talk about fair housing um you know, but it's going to also list the, how much time. So most Asians try to list a home for six months, but with the way the market is, fortunately enough, houses go pretty quickly. So this, you know, it, it's, it's unique for it to stay for six months. Like there's gotta be usually something wrong with the home. If the house is on the market for six months at this point, because the market has been crazy, even with, um, mortgage rates intended to go higher. So that is actually 21 questions to be asking your real estate agent whether you are buying or selling a home. I hope that this um, conversation was as informative to you as it has been for me, giving you the information. As always, you guys know I'm here to bring you um, real estate content, um, mom life, um, healing, um, everything in between and just, you know, keep you guys in the know. I'm a really big believer in the more, you know, the, and, and, um, an educated real estate agent is the best agent, but also an educated consumer or seller is a great, um, consumer and seller as well. So don't be afraid to ask tough questions and there's 21 questions and it's all about us. (laughs) Um, anyway, you know who I'm referencing when I say that, um, I want to give a big shout out to everyone who's been tuning in. The best is yet to come. Season three. Uh, I've got so many good episodes coming up. And this season, you will get to see me on video. Go to my YouTube. I'll be uploading videos up on YouTube. Um, Jesse the Realtor. You can find it on all my social medias at Jesse the Realtor. And um, as always, guys, till next time, let me know what else you want to hear me talk about. I'm excited to continue to bring you content. And till next time. Remember, challenge yourself to become the person you want to become. Stretch and be ready to fail. Always remember that the right people will value you in the right way. Practice humility. And when you make room to speak about what exists in the present, you no longer have time for the past. Live your life purposefully and with intention manifest stay blessed till next time subscribe leave a message leave a review and as always i thank you